This is Rabbi Yelan Feldman on Matzai Shabbos, seventh night of Hanukkah, Rosh Chodesh, Chodesh Tov. And I want to talk to you today about what it is that makes us vulnerable to Yavan. What is the weakness that we would display that would give Yavan a chance to encroach upon us and invade us, so to speak, physically and spiritually? We say in the Ma'asur, Ufotu Chamos Migdalai, that the Greeks broke down, broke through the war, the walls of our fortress, meaning they broke into the Beis Hamikdash, which means the Beis Hamikdash is a fortress spiritually, and it was, it was breached. So, what made us vulnerable to that? So, I want to uh, raise a question that was raised by the Bach of Yol Circus, the. Uh, one of the major commentaries on the tour, on the Shulchan Aruch, the Bach asks, how come it is that Purim has Mishta Simcha as a way of celebrating it? We have an obligation to have a feast and to drink, and on Hanukkah we don't have that. And the Bach answers that it has to do with the nature of the miracles of Purim and of Hanukkah and how they differ. On Purim, the Jews brought upon themselves the near calamity of the decree by participating in the celebration of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash in the, in the meal itself. The Su'udas HaChashverosh that the Megillah opens with is a celebration of the destruction of the Temple, and the Jews justified and rationalized participating in that meal. And therefore they earned for themselves the decree to be physically destroyed. Uh, and so when we celebrate the miracle, it's that our bodies were saved from the destruction, and therefore we have a physical celebration. In the case of Hanukkah, what made the Jews vulnerable to the uh, decrees of the Greeks was, as the Bach says, hisrashlu ba'avoda. They somehow weakened themselves in the service of Hashem, which means that somehow there was something missing in their the way that they approached avoda, the service, probably the avoda in the Beis HaMikdash, and the whole package of devotion to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, the decree ends up being against their service of God, and they had to stand up and fight for that. And therefore, the redemption, the salvation, was not a physical one, it was a spiritual one, and therefore we don't have a physical celebration of Hanukkah with, with a Mishta V'Simcha. So, I want to go back to ancient history to kind of explain the background to this Bach. When Noah is exposed in his nakedness, Ham takes advantage of it. And Ham suffers eternal consequences. He's cursed by Noah. Uh, Shame and Yefes, however, don't take advantage of it. Out of respect for their father, they cover him. But the Torah describes it as Vayikach Shem Vayefes. The Torah uses a singular verb to describe the fact that Shem and Yefes took um, some kind of a garment to cover up Noah and his nakedness. And it says he took, not they took, even though it's Shem and Yefes. And Rashi, in the name of the Medrash, points out that this is because Shem was much more uh, energetic in the mitzvah than Yefes was. And therefore, Shem gets one kind of reward for this act, and Yefes gets another kind of reward. A reward it is, but not as great. Shem's reward is he gets the mitzvah of Tzitzis. Yefes' word is that their descendants earn the right to be buried. And the ultimate war of Gog and Magog, so 
Yafes's descendants will be involved in that, and the Navi predicts, uh, envisions a time that they will actually deserve burial. Meaning that because they showed respect to their father Noah, they therefore get their own bodies treated with respect, and they're actually going to be buried at the end of time uh, during this war of Gog and Magog. Shame, on the other hand, ends up getting a much more valued mitzvah, which is a mitzvah of tzitzis, which is a garment that wraps the entire body. So the difference between shame and yefes is that when shame, the reason shame had more energy, so to speak, more, Rashi uses the term his ames, which means galvanized himself, uh, brought more energy. The reason he did is because when shame sees uh, the vulnerability that Noah had in his nakedness, shame saw the diminution of Selim Elohim. He saw it as the image of God, that a human being is there to reflect the nature of God. Yefes, however, just saw a beautiful human being being demeaned. And that's all he saw. He didn't see the inner world. He didn't see the inner purpose of man. He saw man as the ultimate in creation, and it was demeaning, and he thought, out of respect, he ought to help his father be covered up. Shame saw it as a reduction in the Tzalem Elohim, in the image of God. This typifies the difference between shame and Yefes. When shame looks at man, he sees a reflection, a mirror of God. When you look at man, you see not God himself, but a reflection of God. It's like seeing God, because man is designed to reflect the attributes of God the, the, and to ennoble himself and reach a level and develop himself where he becomes godly. When Yefa sees man, he sees man as the epitome of creation. That's the peak creature. That's it. That's the top of the pile. Man is man. Yefes doesn't see man in his spiritual potential. He sees man in his physical potential. Reason, intellect, science, philosophy, sports, all the accomplishments that are subject to man's own creativity, but not the neshama, not the accomplishments of the neshama. This, I believe, is what's hinted at when the Bach says that the Jewish people were hisrashlu ba'avoda, they were weak in their avoda, which means... They did their job, but they didn't do it with uh, an awareness of the inner reality, the inner world. They did it. They did whatever they had to do. They did the superficial expression of service. They did the mitzvah, whatever it was, but they didn't develop themselves spiritually, and that made them vulnerable to the Greeks because the Greeks function on the outside. When you function in the world of appearance, in the world of looking good in the world of doing what you have to do, but not developing yourself inside in your connection to God. That's the domain that belongs to Yefes and his descendants. Uh, and therefore they have uh, power. They were able to break through the fortress because the fortress had become simply a physical edifice. It wasn't a place where there was an inner world where we were developing ourselves on the inside. So that's the difference between Greece and uh, Israel, between Yavan and Yisrael, and that's the struggle that we engage in on Hanukkah, and that's what we celebrate, that we finally recognize the passion and the uh, development of the Neshama in its connection to Hashem that is the mark of the Jew.